Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz defeat the Phoenix Suns. This is Postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Jazz win at 112-105. David Locke along with Ron Boone immediately after every Jazz game. And, well, Ron, the Suns were done. It seemed like I we went to break and said, well, at least we got a, we're going to have a bad night. We're tired. It's all right to have a not very interesting game. Well, evidently the Jazz were tired, too. And the Suns got it rolling on a 30-9 surge. How hard is it as a t- – I don't care, NBA players, how hard is it to break that run like the Jazz did to win this game? You know, that is really, really, really hard to, to put a fire out. And, and, and coaches, knowing that he's shorthanded, knowing that he has guys in foul trouble, knowing that there's mismatch, you know, as far as the, uh, the guard line was tonight. Uh, but the Jazz – as a whole, David, I think in the last three or four ball games, when they have lost leads in the fourth quarter, have found a way late in the, in, the, in the fourth quarter to hold them off and end up winning the basketball. Game. And maybe we should rephrase that. They have never lost the lead in any of those games. I don't think. I don't unless Denver took the lead briefly. I don't think so. I don't think Denver, LA, or Phoenix ever took the lead. Phoenix tied it, and but the Jazz have let mammoth leads disappear, and they but they never lost the lead, which. At least it always feels like, I don't know any data that makes this true, but it always feels like once somebody gets over the top of the mountain, they're just cruising and you never catch them. You know, and, and I think Quinn Snyder, the coaching staff, is probably going to take a real good look at that and just wonder, you know, what's happening here and how are we losing the lead? Is it the, the combination of players I have out there on the floor? Is it the plays we have at the call? Is it our defense? Yes, it's, it's defense, but how, what, what's going on with our defense in order for us to you know, to lose those leads. Well, the key play of the night, Shelvin Mack runs a pick-and-roll with Gordon Hayward. Or actually, I think Gordon Hayward ran a pick-and-roll with Shelvin Mack. He flares it back to Mack. Mack has a lane to the basket. Chandler comes over, and Mack throws up an alley-oop to uh, Gobert, but it's too close to the rim. So Rudy grabs it with his back to the basket, catches it, and dunks it on a reverse jam. You know, we've seen him do that before, but I, I think what was more impressive is the fact that there was two seven-footers sandwiched. Rudy was sandwiched between two seven-footers. The, the pass was just a terrific pass. It was at the rim. But Bender, a seven-foot-one player, was on the back of Rudy. Rudy just made a great catch and, and dunks the basketball. And that was a, the, probably the biggest play of the night. Overall, Jazz is another offensive great game, defensive poor game. Uh they're, they've become an offensive juggernaut here against bad defensive teams. This is not going to work, though, against good defensive teams. Yeah, and I'm sure the coaching staff is really worried about that. Um, this team, and, and we know how hard Quinn Snyder's worked on defense, positioning defense, pickup points, building a wall. I mean, all of these these uh, these acronyms or these, play, these, uh, these names they have for what they want to do out there on the floor defensively, uh, they're just not getting it done right now. And, and, you know, we knew the Jazz could score, and that's what they're relying on right now. And, I'm, you know, Quinn Snyder, I'm sure, is not happy with that. Jazz could be on an eight-game win streak 
if they kind of figured out that end of that Miami game a little bit better. But that's uh, with Golden State coming in on Tuesday. The thing that's obvious, though, Ron, is as, as deep as this team is, and they win this game because of their depth. But when you're without Hill and you're without Hood, they can't stop any penetration of the basket. Well, and, and then you don't have to, uh, an answer with, um, you know, like Hood. He, he just comes up with big plays. Uh, George Hill, who is so much under control, and, and he's, just, he's just a smart point guard out there on the floor, not taking any way, anything away from from uh, Shelvin or, or Dante, but, you know, they're not George Hill. And George Hill is, 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 a, is a very good player. Uh, I'm just happy right now with the injuries that the Jazz have. Uh, and hopefully these injuries, you know, these players will come back. But they've been able to to hold their own. Uh, they're still with now 14 and 9. Right? Yes, fourteen and nine, and they've been able to, uh, you know, to play well enough to win until those guys get back. Now they play some teams that they should beat, but just think where they would be if they didn't beat those teams. You know? Jazz had sixty-five points in the first half. They rolled. Uh, Rudy Gobert, though, is probably the story of the night. Career high twenty-two points, eleven rebounds, ten of eleven from the free throw line for Rudy, and four block shots. He just had one heck of a basketball game. And he's doing it every night, Ron. Yeah, he is. He, he's, he's, he's on a mission. I think there's some goals he's set for himself, which is good. Uh, and, and sometimes it's good to keep those goals to yourself and you just keep building, keep striving in order to get uh, to, to make it happen. But I'm, I'm sure that he's trying to prove a point. Uh, because I haven't seen, we didn't see him as aggressive going to the offensive class and things like that. Any kind last year. Well, this me, year, he's an entirely different player. Let me jump in on how important that is. He just gave him a hundred million, uh, and his energy and intensity level increased. What? Well, what a great point. Money talks, doesn't it? But a lot of guys, money talks and they get quiet, <laughs> right? I mean, he's guaranteed that he, he plays like crap for the rest of the year. He's guaranteed a hundred million. Yeah, and, and that's you like to see that when guys get the money, then they they respond and show the fans and, and the rest of us, you know, I'm worthy of, of what I just got. Now, he's only 24, and he he's works very hard. We watch him work. I mean, he's trying to get better. Every night he's trying to get better. He wants to be one of the elite in the league. He had a 10-foot jumper tonight for the first time in his NBA career. Ron, we talked about it last night. I'll bring it up again to wrap this up. It's just the level of consistency the Jazz are getting out of guys. R- Gordon Hayward tonight. Uh, I don't know the final number, whether it was 28 points. Here, I got it. 28 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. Frankly, Boris, 13 points, four rebounds, six assists. That's a great. The, the veterans, Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw, combined for 26 points, six rebounds, and uh, eight assists tonight between the two of them. Th- th- that's what you need out of the bench out of those guys. Well, anytime you have a bench that's a threat, I mean, they can hold their own. They can uh, – they can, uh, going to basketball game and, and give the starters a rest and not lose anything. I mean, that's a sign of a, of a very good basketball team. What I'm really concerned with, though, is those minutes that those Rudy, Boris, uh, Gordon, you know, had to play tonight. Well, at you know, some point, when you're without three or five starters, yeah. you just don't have enough bodies, and Dante was not good tonight, so you couldn't relieve you couldn't have played him at the two. There was no way to relieve those. And Trey Lyles didn't give the Jazz a big bunch tonight. No, he didn't. As a matter of fact, I don't even think he got in the ball game in the second half, did he? Uh, I think briefly, but it was not a distinguishable stint. He played third. I think he played eight minutes in the first half, thirteen and five in the second, but maybe not. Well, he was. He went zip tonight. He went. He got the goose egg all the way across and not score. And 
So there was something that Quinn Snyder was upset with with him that he did not get back in, in, in the basketball game. But hopefully, and you know, with the Golden State Warriors coming in, now that's that, that's the team that you know you need to make sure that everyone's on the same page, and so you would need a practice to do that. But with guys playing the amount of minutes that they have, I would imagine that they'll just shoot tomorrow and they'll just work on the over-defensive things that they would like to do against the Golden State Warriors and not so much running and all this kind of stuff just so they can be fresh and healthy for the next game. Thursday night will be fun, and Saturday night Sacramento's in town, Oklahoma City after that. The Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors Thursday, Sacramento on Saturday. Final score tonight, Utah 112, Suns 105. On behalf of Ron Boone, I'm David Locke. This has been Postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I complain about